Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home services marketplace, and they're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie's helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled professionals to get the job done well. My latest project, tree trimming for our phone lines into the radio show. I mean, any home improvement you need, Angie can help you find the best price for your project. Angie lets you request and compare quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. Angie has cost guides that tell you what others have paid for similar projects, both nationally and in your area. Get started at Angie.com, that's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. The app and the website is free to use. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Oh, yeah. We need some happy in our hour, oh, don't yeah. we? Because it's do. been a fuck couple of weeks, people. Yes. It really has. You know what we need? We need to lounge against the machine. We well, need we... some cheese. We need some Richard Cheese. Right? Who, you know, Chris praises cheeses every day. Every day. Uh, even basis. as an atheist, he praises cheeses. He worships baby cheeses. He, he worships at the our <laughs> altar of Richard Cheese. He just, he's my happy place. My, my, his milkshake is my happy. That he did the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Every happy thing. Yeah. Richard Cheese brings us. And we us. couldn't play... This song for yes. you on the radio show. Is this show. a booby song or a titty song? We can do either. It covers all of them. Let's all do it. Okay. Let's hear all a little. It. Yeah. 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 Here we Good go. Good evening. I'm Richard Cheese. Thank you. Hello, Dick. Here's a little tune I wrote with my bosom buddies, Barb and Star. What I really, really love as I look around this place. Are all the sets of boobies And I want them in my face Yeah, <laughs> I'm for that Hello, boobies Hello I love boobies I love gazongas I love knockers And chimichangas I love melons and bonbons And Winnebago's I'll take a big chest of shirt potatoes Cause I love boobs Yay! Hey. Oh, I love it. It's a man after my own heart. <laughs> I figured you'd like that. Wow, wow, wow. And Frank Flaguzzi, yep. it was obviously a big week uh, uh, with the, everything that had the violence in New York, which, yeah. by the way, I, what's with the whole we, Eric Adams, we got him? Like, the police, he <laughs> turned himself, himself in. in. Right. He turned himself so My battery's and, dying. Come get me. And Zach How held is him. that police work? And Zach, thank Zach you. Zach held him. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. So we had a lot to talk uh, to Frank about, and so uh, happy, happy hour. Eat it. OMG, I am so excited about our new sponsor, Cook Unity. These are ready-cooked meals. You want to know my first six? Grilled mahi-mahi with oyster mushrooms and steamed rice. <gasps> Vegan rigatoni pesto. Four cheese ravioli with cherry tomatoes and spinach. Hang on. Climate-friendly chickpea and quinoa bowl. Classic salad nishwa. Lemon-baked tilapia. I don't have time to cook. 
These, you just pop them in the microwave, bam, you're done. Go to cookunity.com slash liberal. You will not believe the quality and the, the, the quantity of different uh, choices that you have. Whatever you need, vegan, paleo, pescatarian, gluten-free, whatever you love, they have a delicious dish. Cook Unity is the first chef to you, service delivering locally sourced meals from award-winning chefs right to your door every week. And it's cheaper than other delivery options. So delicious and no cooking required. I love that on work nights for me. Go to cookunity.com slash liberal or enter the code liberal before checkout for 50% off your first week. That's 50% off your first week by using the code liberal or going to cookunity.com slash liberal. America's lo- loudest lounge singer, Richard Cheese. America's best lounge singer. He is yes. the best. Yes. He would like to be known as the loudest. Do, 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 do. <laughs> White shirt now, red, my bloody nose. <laughs> Sleeping, you're on your tippy toes Creeping around like no one knows Think you're so criminal Bruises on both my knees for you Don't say thank you or please I do What I want when I'm wanting to my soul so cynical So you're a tough guy Like it really rough guy Just can't get enough guy Chest always so puffed guy I'm that bad type Make your mama sad type Make your girlfriend mad type Might seduce your dad type I'm the bad guy Yeah! yeah. Yay! <laughs> I know what was wrong with this COVID lockdown. I cut cheese out of my diet. Exactly. Oh, Richard Cheese is back. Good morning. Richard Cheese is back. How are you? I'm good. You Listen, well, you know you were originally my happy place. Your milkshake was my happy place. It's how we got through the Trump administration. My milkshake brings all the boys in the yard. Okay. (laughs) You cannot listen to your songs without doing the air guns. Your finger finger guns. Yeah. That's right. Thank you so much. I got to say, before we start, uh, I'm honored to be here, but the uh, on Twitter this morning, the tease to promote that I was going to be on the show, uh, it said, uh, more atrocities in Ukraine. Yes. And Richard Cheese. And Richard Cheese. <laughs> I didn't, when I wrote that, I didn't put a uh, an exclamation point. With his new really. lounge, well, yeah. lounge Against Genocide. Yeah. Oh, oh, God. No. I'm Sorry. so glad, though. I'm here, and I'm here to change the subject. You know, listen. Tonight. I just did a, uh, a political event for Raphael Warnock. First, I got to meet Senator Warnock and a female comedian friend of mine who was there reminded me. She goes, last time I saw you, we both played some event where they did female medic, uh, you know, uh, genital mutilation. And now here's Stephanie Miller. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the worst. Yeah. It's like, oh, hi. Okay. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, yes, I feel your pain. But you are playing L.A. First of all, let's get this out of the way because you are playing here in L.A. Sunday, April 24th at the Garden Amphitheater in Garden Grove and then Vegas. 
How Woo-hoo! apropos, yeah. uh, May 27th and June 10th, richardcheese.com. Fantastic. I'm dying to see you live. We are, I don't know why you can't do a, a matinee show for all of us morning radio people. You could come to the Vegas shows. We're playing on a Friday night. Ooh. You can fly out in the afternoon. Oh, oh. yeah. Vegas, baby. Vegas. Let's I've go. seen them. He's fantastic. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, thanks. I thought I couldn't love you more. Then I'm reading uh, how, how super crunchy bucket of liberal you are on Twitter. And then I understand you did Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Can we talk about my obsession with the longest song in the universe? <laughs> yes. And the, the propensity towards story seconds. songs in the 70s. But go ahead. Yeah, no, it's a great song. The original song was uh, by Gordon Lightfoot, yes. as you know, mm-hmm. and it was recorded in the 70s. And it's a, the original length of the song is 6 minutes and 28 seconds. Yep. And I don't remember if it charted, but it was a regular in rotation on radio. It was. Mm-hmm. It was. Probably what year, 77, yeah. 78? Yes. DJs yeah. would put it on so that they could go to the bathroom yeah. a little longer. Yeah, if they had a yeah. gastro thing right. going on. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. we decided to do a lounge version of it. Uh, this was on our album uh, Numbers of the Beast, I think. <laughs> Let me get that so I can plug it. Yeah. Ooh, look at this. Ooh, there you oh. go. Oh, that's awesome. It's on awesome. vinyl now. Nice. And so this, our, I think our, our version is less than a minute and 45 seconds long. <laughs> oh, but radio friendly, so, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's radio friendly. Yeah. Hit it for me. Oh, All okay. Right. Oh, please. Go. Yes. Why don't we do that? Yeah. Oh. Stories could not be long enough in the 70s. <laughs> Just, and then one time at band camp, and then also... <laughs> Talking up the post here, Stephanie. Okay, sorry, I'm talking up the post. Richard Cheese. Record the Edmund Fitzgerald. Uh, <laughs> legend lives on from the Chippewa down <laughs> of the big lake they call Gitchagumi. <laughs> the lake, it is said, never gives up her dead when the skies of November turn gloomy. The wind and the wires made a tattletale sound, and a wave broke over that railing. And every man knew, as the captain did too, t'was the witch of November come stealing. When supper time came, the old cook came on deck, saying, fellas, it's too rough to feed ya. At 7 p.m., a main hatchway came, and he said, fellas, it's been good to nose ya. The captain wired in, he had water coming in, and the good ship and crew was in peddle. And later that night, when his lights went out of sight, came the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. <laughs> Take all those ivories. Yeah. <laughs> the legend lives on from the Chippewa down of the big lake they call Gishigumi. <laughs> Superior, they said, never gives up her dead when the gales of November, those gales of November, the gales of November come early. <laughs> Yay. Yay, Richard! Yay! Can I just say it's a great song? It is. Yes, I live in the neighborhood where Marty and Elaine. You remember from Swingers? Oh, yeah. And sure. I never thought anything would top Marty and Elaine's uh, Muskrat Love. Yeah. But some of the stuff you've done lately is so brilliant. Yeah. And Marty has Thank passed, you. so it's Marty you now, go, babe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Marty. Well, I'm gone. Uh, I'm honored. You know, I actually performed with them once. It was oh. one of the very first times I ever performed live in Los Angeles. And I was terrible. And they were so sweet. Yeah. You know, Marty and and Elaine, I guess they had been doing it for 50 years before I saw them at the Dresden Room. Most experienced, most talented, most seasoned veterans in lounge music. And uh, yeah, it's it's been 
really great to be able to carry on the lounge singer tradition. Yeah, <laughs> it's it makes people happy, and we need that. Everybody yeah. says yeah. like we need it. You're a human fun stack, Richard Cheese. That's, That's right. You Thank are. you. And, and by the way, um, Biden, his daughter, his granddaughter's getting married. Yes. In November, and they just announced that the reception is going to be at the White House. That's right. Yeah. So I'm sure he's listening right now. Yes. I would like to play the wedding. If okay. you can hire my band, <laughs> that'd be fantastic. We'll work cheap. Yeah. We don't want to cost the taxpayers any money, but please, we want to play the Biden granddaughter okay. wedding. Okay. Well, it's out there now. He's uh, yeah. 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 He's you know worried about some uh, genocide and stuff, but I'm sure he'll he's listening. <laughs> I know. Now, uh, yes. Richard, can I just say if, when I thought I couldn't love you more, I your uh, Twitter feed just hits my G spot. You were all you've been like for those of you complaining about what's happening with the U.S. Supreme Court right now. If you voted third party in 2016 or you refused to vote in 2016 instead of voting for Hillary Clinton, this is your fault. Mm-hmm. Conservatives control SCOTUS because of you. This is why I for you wore my "I will die mad" Hillary six 2016 T-shirt for you, Richard yeah. Cheese. Yeah, honestly, uh, it's pretty obvious that you know you need to vote. Yeah. I, I don't. There are so many people who say, oh, I'm not going to vote. And I just think to myself, how does that help? How does not voting help your political plan? You know, it's just the stupidest thing. And it was so prevalent in 2016. I think it got a lot better in 2020. And my fingers are crossed that this November... Everyone votes. It's so well, you, easy, and it's so obvious I, that we have to do it. I was, uh, uh, I was getting. Well, it's been a long lockdown. I was getting really excited uh, as your tweets built. But you said our election system oh, is. Oh God. <laughs> you said our election system is broken, skewed, unfair. The only way to reform it is with liberals in power. The only way to get liberals into power is to vote for liberals who can get enough votes to win elections. Those are Democrats. Vote blue, or else reform is impossible. Okay, and that's when I got going. And then you said oh, you want God. election reform, you want voting rights, you want health care, you want unions, you want gun control, you want LGBTQ oh, rights, you want s- <laughs> systemic racism addressed, oh, you want the climate crisis solved. Vote blue in 2022. It's the only path oh. for progressivism. Period. Oh. Right there, right? I mean, right there. It I, hits the spot. Yes. Can I borrow that audio clip <laughs> sure. later? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. Pretty good. But, you know, I keep saying, Richard, every day it's all one story. And we look at the atrocities, tying the atrocities back to our intro for you. <laughs> but it's but this was Putin's exact plan in 2016 is have to enough people stay home or vote third party for Jill Stein in those three right. swing states that Manafort's shared polling data, right, that swayed, that, that absolutely swayed the election. I mean, imagine if it, Hillary yeah. was in her second term right now. Well, all I can hope is that we're aware, like more people are aware now that there's a gigantic international plot to overthrow democratic society. I think that we're doing a pretty good job of passing that message around, whether or not people are really believing it, I don't know. But, you know, the kids today, they're very skeptical. I don't blame them. They're cynical. I don't blame them. But, uh, you know, if you if you don't vote D... You get R. Mm-hmm. So vote D. It's the simplest math there is. Yeah. You said if you refuse to vote, you're aligning with the enemies of democracy. Mm-hmm. Right. You said That's if you right. vote for someone who cannot possibly win the election, you're wasting your vote, allowing those corrupt referees to remain in power. Doing nothing does nothing. You must vote blue. Um, you said maybe someday elections can be more fair, but that won't ever happen if we keep letting anti-democracy autocrats win elections and decide the election rules. So smart. To reform our elections, we need a liberal Supreme Court. We can't ever get that if you refuse to vote for Democrats. I mean, it's all 
with Lindsey Graham today saying if we were in charge, she wouldn't even get a hearing. Judge Brown wouldn't even get a Judge Jackson, excuse me, wouldn't even get a hearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And honestly, I'm just a lounge singer, but this is really no brainer stuff. Yeah. You know, if right. you live in this country, if you live anywhere in the world, if you want things to get better, oh, I don't know, vote for Democrats. Yeah. Because every time you get Republicans in office, things go terribly. Yeah. It's so obvious. Yeah. So I, I don't like to get too political, but obviously. We kind of have to now, and yeah. everyone needs to hear it from everybody. That's exactly right. When I hear people go, "Oh, I don't, I don't like to get into politics," like, "Well, you're soaking in it, man." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're that's a, that's a Madge it. reference from the. It is a Madge reference. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Paul Mollive, ladies and uh-huh. gentlemen, you're soaking in it, autocracy. But no, here's another one. I just loved your tweets. You said not only do you have to vote blue no matter who, you have to convince every other person you know to vote blue no matter who. Autocrats and Democrats and fascist cults have no trouble with voter turnout. They're hell bent on gaining power. They all show up on election day that is the big difference isn't it we can look at polling most people agree with us on the issues turnout it's all there is right yeah and and i was very encouraged by the turnout in 2020 and you know fingers crossed that it keeps on going you know we we really have no choice and i'm not looking forward to the day that republicans eventually win an election again but hopefully that's not for another 20 years right because we really need to just make sure they do and, not ever get their hands on the wheel ever again. And part of 2020, Richard, as we know, was vote by mail because, you know, it was when people, when we make it easier, people vote. And when people vote, Democrats win. And that's what Republicans are trying to stop by any means necessary. And you yeah. you made it, fine. my final tweet I just picked out of yours, you said, voting's a right until it's taken away from you. Do not let them take it away from you. The way to stop autocracy and fascism and oppression is to defeat, defeat Republicans, get liberals into power. The only way to do that is vote blue, no matter who, no matter what. So that's what I'm hoping is the voter suppression will piss people off enough. The treatment of Judge Jackson will piss people off enough to, to get out, to turn out. Well, I got to say, the Republicans are really good at pissing me off. And <laughs> if that's what it's going to take, I'll stay angry. Would you like to, would you, what should we end with? Do we have a, what should we, what to motivate people? Should we go to my happy place? Should we go back to my milkshake? Or do you want to, where do you want to Well, go? I wish we could play my song from Barb and Star Go to Vista Del Mar, but I don't think we're allowed to. Can we sing the I Love Boobies song? I don't think we're you allowed to. You can say to. boobies. There's can others. you say boobies? It's quite a, <laughs> can it's I quite say a bit. I love boobies? It's, it's quite a bit. Okay, well, just we're gonna our err on the side of safety. Should we just we just <laughs> play? Give ah, us a little taste okay, of how, cheese. How about baby you shark? Look, okay. Oh, baby yeah. shark. Oh, that's too boring. That's no, that would take four it. hours. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of the greatest songs ever written. It by is. The way. It really is. Baby shark. The lyric, the melody, the the feeling of this song. It's so honest. It's baby shark. Baby shark. All right, that's epic. We got to go out on that. RichardCheese.com. Get your tickets. Um, We love you, Richard. Come back anytime. Thank you so much, everybody. Have a great holiday. You are the head cheese. There's no other. Yeah. All right. We love you. I'm going to go back to sleep now. Go back to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Go get some some Marsha Blackburn hair. (laughs) (laughs) Bedhead. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? 
maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Hi, good morning, Frank. Thanks so much for taking time. It's not, that's not mindless, Stephanie, but, but thank you. <laughs> thank you for talking up anyway. <laughs> well, you know, we talked chatted a little bit before we got on here because I know you've literally been on TV 24-7 with all these breaking uh, developments. But so that's significant, obviously, in any case, when someone goes from, uh, we were saying those of us not trained like you were like, that's the guy, <laughs> right? But he was only a person of interest. What goes into being a person of interest to saying he is the suspect? Yeah, I mean, look, this is really the lawyers running the show when when you see the careful wording of person of interest and the gap that's been closed apparently now this morning as we learn he's now the suspect is they've got an overwhelming amount of evidence, likely including many witnesses saying, yep, that that's him, the guy in the photo of the, the, that you're showing from social media, from driver's license, from rental uh, van coverage is the guy we saw in the system. And Stephanie, I would go a step further with today's uh, forensic technology, with all the stuff he left behind, the gun, the gas mask, the gas canisters, you're talking latent fingerprints, even latent DNA. And today, the DNA, um, there's something called rapid DNA. So when imagine taking a gas mask on and off, as I'm sure you guys do every weekend. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. You know, the, think about the, the hair and fiber, the, the perspiration, the fingerprints. And today, DNA can be matched if you're in the system in two hours. Fingerprints in eight minutes if you're in the system. So they've got enough now to say, yep, that's that's our man. Yeah. Well, and Frank, what does all that tell you as an FBI agent in terms of that he left that much evidence? Well, now, obviously, as we said, you know, you speculate, is he did he kill himself? Did he where, where is he? I mean, it because, you, as you say, that is a real a mountain of evidence, isn't it? It speaks, it speaks to sloppiness. So I, I've seen this happen where the criminal plans the crime carefully, got all his stuff trained, packed up, ready, even done dry runs, perhaps. They may find evidence of him in videos doing dry runs on, on this line. But they don't think through the escape. Some of them don't think they're going to escape. Yeah. Uh, they just want to get it done in their head, whether they're suffering from, from a mental illness or, or something. They, they just need to get this done and they don't think it through. So there's a theory also, Stephanie, that this was somehow a greater act of, of terrorizing. I'm not going to say terrorism. Right. That was interrupted. There, that was interrupted, meaning this is seemingly random. Why this car in this train? Why then? Why not later? Why not wait till you get to Manhattan? He rode eight he rode through eight stops, apparently. Why not? Why not a bigger yeah. thing? So so this may have been interrupted. Um, it's sloppy when you leave all of that behind. You know, it's like take the gun, leave the or take the cannoli, leave the gun. <laughs> he left he left the gas mask, the gun. Um, yeah, sloppiness. Um, and we can talk uh, if we have time uh, about the mindset of someone on the pathway to violence. We studied mass shooters. Unfortunately, we have quite a body of research now. And we know what these guys look like, mostly guys, 
um, and we know how they, they operate, this is a little different to me. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Obviously, I'm sure you, you heard all over TV yesterday that this was, you know, a heavily uh, uh, Asian area where there had been a lot of anti-Asian attacks, obviously, driven by, you know, in part, the former president's rhetoric about, you know, Kung flu and the China virus and all that. So, you know, that that's where you're in that place of piecing together was this motivate. And also, as you mentioned, mental illness. I mean, the the videos of him unearthed on YouTube reveal him ranting about Adams at one point saying he's a victim of Adams mental health policies. So that would go to what you said about is this just mental illness, in which case some of it is hard to explain. Right. Yeah, and of course, we're always careful to, to not link mental illness with violence. It's, it's not, there's actually not a strong link there. But when you hear someone posting, um, yeah, I'm a victim of the mental illness policy, he, he may have been in the system. Um, wouldn't be surprised at all if he's tried to get help or, or he's been arrested or, or something like that has happened here. And, you know, experts on mass shooters call mass shooters grievance collectors grievance collectors he he would have been and his postings seem to indicate this they brood they obsess over an issue real or perceived by the way when they catch this guy if they do he's likely to spout some nonsense that makes no sense to anybody except him but there's a grievance collection and eventually people around this person are going to say yeah i should have seen that he couldn't let go he was despondent he, he, he got the gun, he got the canisters. And that's where the public can help Stephanie catch this guy um, because they're, they're, somebody's gonna go that, I know that, I know that guy. I, I, I know he, he then retreated into isolation as mass shooters do right before the act. So we've seen this play out. The, the thing that's odd about this is no obvious connection to the target. This isn't a church shooting where there's a connection between shooter right. and church. A school shooting where there's a connection between the student and the school. A workplace violence shooting where there's a connection to the workplace. This is seemingly random, and that makes this different. Yeah, yeah. And Frank, what is it when you have a picture and a name? I, you know, what, what is normally, because I mean, a lot of us are like, oh my God, how is this guy still on the loose? There's obviously a lot of camera footage. I know some of it may have been malfunctioning, but people had cell phone cameras. Um, what, do you, what is your take on what's going to happen next and when? So what's happening now, first of all, I love this aspect of what I call crowdsourcing of crime solving. We see this in the January 6th indictments, right? Where, yeah. the, where the general public is all over finding these people who uh, committed violence at the Capitol on January 6th through social media and imagery. So I, My favorite I is the dating the, apps, women that have turned guys in, that, uh, that yeah. bragged about the January 6th violence. <laughs> right. Hell, yeah, hell hath no fury like a, a <laughs> on January 6th. Yes. But, that hey, that could happen here, And by the way. And what's happening is U.S. Marshals, FBI, are everywhere this guy has lived and worked, possibly Philadelphia, Wisconsin, we're hearing he has addresses there. And they are talking to friends, family, neighbors, coworkers, um, maybe maybe doctors, um, about where this guy might have gone. They're, the marshals, for example, are excellent at establishing kind of a life profile. Where does he go when he's not happy, when he is happy? Does he have access to a condo in Florida? Where, where is he? That's happening right now. Use of credit cards, um, will be tracked and hit immediately. Phones, um, it you can run, but you can't hide. The, yeah. the possibility you alluded to earlier um, is going to be whether he's he's met his own demise uh, by his own hand, um, yeah. and that could take a while to figure out. By the way, nowhere to run. Martha and the Mandela's 
and the FBI. So you share credit for that quote, but okay. Um, um, so let's turn to, speaking of justice, January 6th, you tweeted, uh, that's called a crime. Representative Cheney said it is absolutely clear that what Trump was doing was unlawful. Um, you also said of the uh, DOJ confirming they are investigating the 15 boxes of classified material that Trump stole, borrowed. I don't, anyway, you said planning, nice, doing better. Justice Department plans to investigate uh, right. Trump's 15 boxes of records from Mar-a-Lago. So, um Frank, we were saying there's obviously there's a development an hour, and I know there's all our attention's been on the shooting in Brooklyn, but we were talking about this conference call that, you know, uh, Roger Stone aid. I mean, I boy, I'm not a former FBI agent like you, but it just feels like the net is tightening on January 6th and tying all of these people. Roger Stone and uh, Ali Alexander is the, who's this? Probably he's cooperating. I mean, where do you feel like we are in uh, January 6th investigation going up to the top? So uh, you're right. There's been some significant news. Um, and the biggest news in the last week or so has been the, the realization that there is a federal grand jury sitting on on this in uh, in Washington, D.C. That's that is a revelation. I've uh, people who have you know, followed me on Twitter or watched me on TV have said, look, they've heard me say, calm down. I think they're on this. Um, and now we know they are, and they've yeah. called significant subjects. And Ali Alexander has said, yeah, I got subpoenaed to this grand jury and I will cooperate. Well, we'll see what that looks like, but I'm really encouraged by that. Now, on the downside, um, I think it's going too slow. I, and I, and, and I, 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 there is a sense of urgency here to this as we approach the midterm elections. And I know DOJ shouldn't make any moves because of politics or elections. I get that. But the public sentiment needs is 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 not perceiving DOJ as credible right now, and that's going to be a problem as we enter the midterms and may not believe the outcome of the election. This this latest information regarding the associate of Roger Stone in contact with Proud Boys, coupled with news in the last 24 hours that a court filing has been made against in the case against the Proud Boy leaders, um, that quote a prosecutor says to the judge. Um, we need a little time out. Things are, quote, getting very complicated. Um, I, I think we're going to see Stone in the middle of this. I think we're going to see cross-coordination across Proud Boys, three percenters, and Oath Keepers. Um, and I think that we may see these these radical group members flip on people like Roger Stone. Yeah. And I do think it's key that we televise and, you know, tell the American people what happened on January 6th. But I'm, you know, of the belief that as much pressure needs to be brought on the DOJ as possible, including yeah. a criminal referral from Congress. But let me just get your friend, Joyce Vance, said a referral from Congress to DOJ isn't a panacea. The committee's job is to tell the American people what they've learned in the most compelling way possible. A referral won't influence DOJ, but could be offered to a jury as evidence of a, any prosecution is political while it's true Trump will cry witch hunt no matter what a formal referral could be admissible evidence no need to risk it need look no further than the acquittals hung jury in the michigan governor case to see how high the risk of jury nullification can be in cases like this where do you come down i, I know there seems to so first i have the utmost respect for, for joyce vance um and, and we appear together all the time i think there's a middle ground here i know there's a lot of hand-wringing at least by, by those of us who talk are talking heads on tv about whether there should be a criminal referral or not Here's the thing. I think there's a middle ground. I think there's an incredible body of evidence that the, the select committee has. Hundreds of interviews, amazing uh, findings, needs to go in a package to DOJ, but I think it needs to go minus the last paragraph. 
that says this guy's a criminal. We think you should prosecute. Leave that out. You got the evidence. Package it up. Yeah. Let it go. It's not technically a referral at that point. It's here's what we did. Knock yourself out. Okay. I think that's the way it should go. Yeah. I mean, because that's my take, because how do you see this much evidence and go, oh, but we're not going to say it, because that would be rude, yeah. and it might seem <laughs> political. That it works. That's right. Yeah. There's no time. No, poli- you know, being polite right now, we're way beyond that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we don't want to be rude. Um, and by the way, your tweet, what's more dangerous, a paranoid Putin or 150 disloyal FSB officers who want him gone, 150 Russian officers accused of leaks as Kremlin gears up for a massive final offensive in Donbass? Um Man, that would I, I, I sure hope. I, I mean, I, I don't know how else this ends, but, but uh, uh, that's an interesting thought that he is taking down Russia. I mean, he he is succeeding, and right, I, it looks like all these other countries are now going to join NATO. The exact opposite of what he uh, it seems to have intended is happening. Well, imagine that you decide 150 of the top people, the most sensitive positions around you can't be trusted and you fire them or have them under house arrest because you're that paranoid. And by the way, it's quite likely that some of those 150 are indeed working for the West. Um, and, and as I continue to talk to experts in the, who have their hand on the pulse of the intel on this, I, I think it's a very real scenario that Putin gets done in yeah. by those around him who are just fed up with this. Yeah, yeah. Um, and finally, real quick, you said I know Steve uh, Dettelback, is that his name? If confirmed as ATF director, he will counter gun violence because he did it as U.S. attorney in northern Ohio when I was FBI chief there. Um, so that would be, you know, it might be a silver lining or, a, you know, in the whole fight against gun violence that we're in the midst of again, right? Stephanie, the ATF has not had a director, think about this, for seven god darn years. Imagine imagine the gun violence pro- problem we have and the agency responsible for countering it doesn't have a boss for seven years. Why? Because politicians in Congress on both sides can't agree on nominees from Trump or Biden. So we got to get this position filled. I happen to have worked with Steve Dettelbach. He's a, he's a yeah. practitioner of law enforcement. He's tried to make communities safer. Let's get somebody in that position so we can deal with gun violence. I cannot believe we got you for the only 10 minutes you are not on television That's today. Right. Thank you. Yeah. Frank. <laughs> we really appreciate it. Glad we can do it. Stay All right. safe. All right, you too. Thanks, Frank. There he goes.